What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. It is almost, it's, it's late at night, Terrence, and why are we recording so late? Because we have promised to give like two, uh, twice a week goodness to our listeners, and we're yeah. keeping up to that promise uh, as much as possible. Yala, but I set you up for the to give the thing that is different this week compared to other weeks, lah. Wow. Yeah, like uh, we are actually smack right in the middle of our first and our first uh series shoot for twenty twenty. Yeah, it's a web series, but it's it's meant for it's it'll be meant for mass consumption. And what's so special yeah. about it, other than the fact that it's a web series? It's in Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you? Yeah. So when we say series shoot, like like a yeah, like a web series, an actual production set with a, a team of great people working on, and literally the last show we shot was our terrorist comedy, mm. and we shot that a year ago, like a year and uh, two weeks ago, and it's been so fucking long, and I've just it just made me realize again how happy I am to be on set. So we are super grateful to. Yeah get back into the groove of things but that also means that uh yeah it's 12 hour shoot days we are i mean it's in chinese so obviously i have no part to play in the writing of it hey, me too also <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but but i mean we brought in a, a great writer and we worked with him to develop the story he ran with it he and now we have a team that is bringing the vision to life so thankfully they are doing the heavy lifting we are just yeah. kind of doing all we can to make that happen and outside of that we are coming back to talk to you guys yeah but uh, aside from the uh, what you said about just doing a TV series and it's awesome to be there I just realized like uh, being on set in the middle of a shoot in the middle of this pandemic and all that's like the biggest group of people that I have actually been you know in a place with for oh yeah that's true eh? I mean we're all socially distanced we're all you know check in check out and everything masked up and and distanced and, and there's all the regulations in place but because it's uh, I mean, it's a shoot, right? So obviously we have to, we all have to sort of be in the same similar vicinity, lah. But it's just yeah. uh, it's just something that I realized. Oh wow, we haven't had this kind of, I haven't I haven't had this kind of uh thing in like months. Uh. That is true. Uh. Holy shit! That just that just dawned upon me as well. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a party. So damn long. Yeah, it's not a party. It's not a social thing. Uh, but it's also not where you don't know who everyone is. This one you sort of know everyone who's around, and everyone's doing their own little thing. Uh, but it's yeah, it's just it's just been such a long time that, uh, yeah, just just, I mean, probably a perfect segue. But congregating in such a group is no. But before crazy, before you, yeah. before you get there, before you get there, I mean, I think it's I think it's also an anomaly for us. But if you think about people who've been working in offices that have been operating from the office mm-hmm. through COVID, even with yeah. half a team and all. Yeah. They do have that sort of numbers mm. uh, in the same place. La. I guess correct, it's just correct. because for anyone in media, it was literally a shock to the system when COVID came to life where things just came to a fucking halt. La. Yeah, yeah, correct. Right. So yeah, even yeah, even, so, even like the creative process of like meetings and all that, everything's done over Zoom these days. So it's, you know, even like pitching or even creative meetings or even just talking about script or something, we do it over Zoom. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, we do it over Zoom, which is, I mean, it's, it's. I guess everyone's kind of used to Zoom, uh, but but yeah, we just wanted to make sure that we still carry on twice a week. So uh, I think this is, a, there's going to be two in the second half of this week. I know some of you guys have already been messaging about, oh, where's the, where's the episode? So hang in there. We yep. will give you two episodes. The next one will probably come on Sunday. Uh, but mm. for now, yes, uh, uh, if, before we, we go into the, the heart of the matter, uh, we just want to say a big thank you to everyone who has been sharing our podcast with their friends uh, and telling us about it. That's great. But if you haven't and if you find some joy from listening to this podcast, it would be great if you could share it with at least one person. You know, just one person. Send them a link. Mm. You know, our, our subreddit just crossed 800, uh, 800 awesome people. Mm. Correct. Yeah, so so that's something that, that always makes my day. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So so what is the the first thing that we're talking about there and just now you mentioned something about a little congregation yes the it was the arrest of a uh Shinjongi uh congregation a South yeah. Korean cult uh, offshoot of the Chris, Christian faith from South Korea 
the arrest of yeah. 21 members in Singapore. Apparently, they've been operating underground. Uh. So what, what happened was yeah. that uh, in February, it was announced by the Ministry of Home Affairs that they were investigating, uh, I think, the uh, at least five people who were involved with the Shinjongji cult in South Korea uh, who were operating in Singapore. And... Uh, it was, and this cult was, you know, in the news a lot because there was a huge uh, cluster of COVID cases in Daegu, where mm. this, where this cult origin, I think, originated or had a very big congregation, like we're talking yeah. about thousands or something. Uh. So, um, yeah, that, that it was in the news. It was very uh, a lot of people were very angry with the cult in South Korea because of their insistence on still meeting in person, regard even though there was like you know COVID going on. And uh, yeah, so this cult came to the forefront of the news. And it turned out that the MHA had been investigating this cult for some time already and just started to accelerate things uh, during the period. La. And then... Yeah, since February. La, since yeah, February, since February. Right? And then since then, I think uh, five of the senior members of this of this Singapore, the Singapore arm of the cult have been sent back or repatriated, whatever the term is. But mm. and then and then the groups that that operated uh for this cult that under under which the uh, the cult operated the guys under which the cult operated were all disbanded, but apparently uh twenty one members of the Singapore Armored Cult still continued meeting and still continued resuming operations even after their five senior members left. Yeah, and these people were finally arrested in Singapore. When were they arrested exactly? Um, I think yesterday was mm. it November eleven? Yeah. yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. So I mean, no, okay. Sorry, they were arrested on November 9th. Mm. But you know, before before we dive into it, you did mention that in February they announced it, right? And yeah. I mean, I the person who announced it apparently is none other than uh, Mr. Shan Mugam. Mr. Shan himself. Like, I, yeah, Mr. Shan. I tell you, like, it's just he's like, well, what is he? He's like the the neo of Singapore. Is it? He has his hands in everything, no. Yeah, One yeah, day yeah. he's talking about a domestic worker versus a, a rich family. Another day he's talking about a cult. God yeah. damn, man. Ministry of Home Affairs, I guess anything that happens in Singapore is his pasala, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, Ministry of Home Affairs is, you know, basically it's everything, cults, <laughs> terrorists, uh, and Ministry la, of Law. Anything, anything Ministry of Home law, Affairs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ministry of Law. Yep. See, yeah. can you imagine his like, to do list every day or not? Okay, get rid of cult. I don't think uh, he, he maybe he doesn't even have a list. Like, it's just it's just an endless things, endless l- supply of stuff. Yeah, it's an endless endless scroll, like, endless scroll, yeah, 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 to do yeah, list, yeah. endless, endless scroll. Yeah. So, so this thing, I mean, um, so there's actually I I had not heard of this church, uh, before. So you know, okay, when you mention cult, right, mm. like um. The cult word is a very loaded word, right? Mm. They still refer to themselves as a church. Yeah. There's other people who refer to them as a cult. Yeah, correct, right? correct. So, so I think from what I dug up, they are known as a cult because they kind of check all the boxes for what a cult should have. Like, you know, a very charismatic leader who mm. seems delusional. Yeah. Uh, his name is uh, Lee Man-hee. He's mm. like fucking 90 years old, yeah. right? He was born in 1931. Yeah. Um, and... He has made certain claims like, like that he's the only person who truly can understand the Bible, mm. right? Correct. And on Judgment Day, he will bring with him 144,000 people uh, to heaven, mm. right? So, no, I mean, and he, okay, claims and was, he claims he is the, the second coming of Jesus Christ, right? He himself, oh, yeah, correct, he correct. is the He prophet. contains the spirit. He yeah, contains yeah, the, the spirit. spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he contains the spirit, and he's known as Chairman Lee uh, yeah. amongst his followers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and this is not just a small group of like a few hundred people in Korea itself. Apparently, there's over like two hundred and fifty to three, according to the ministry, the health ministry of South Korea. There's three hundred and seventeen thousand people officially. Mm. And if you look up videos, they literally do congregate, and they have a they're like a functioning church. Mm. You know, they have congregations. They have very orderly congregations, um, and they just have certain beliefs that uh yeah are very rooted in the in the founder but as you were reading it what stuck out to you as the things that were harmful that they were doing i mean the one thing that stuck out to me is that if if his church has 300 over thousand followers and he's only taking 144,000 of them with him to heaven that means like only you you probably only got about like less than a 50 percent chance of actually following him to heaven lah 
So <laughs> exactly. it's, it's not very good. It's not it's not very comforting to know that. And ends up maybe ends up being very competitive where you have to one up yeah. your mem- other members in the cult, right? Then that's no, not a very fun I mean, cult to be part of. Right? <laughs> no, but honestly, in the tech, in if there was a ten year series for starting cults, right? I think yeah. it's fucking genius because you know why there was a infection of that many members in the Igu or not? Because the person who is known as Patient Thirty One, mm. um, was feeling sick, but she still kept on going for the congregations even after she yeah. got admitted because missing a congregation due to illness is not permitted uh, and it's held against you got it, and got they it, got actually it. they actually encourage this sort of competitiveness yeah. so I mean taking the the negative effects of a cult I think he's a fucking genius that he set up these sort of things uh. yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. telling basically all his followers you know I really want to bring all of you but yeah. I only have 144,000 slots so you guys yeah. fight it out correct, correct. right and I mean, the other thing about it also is that, uh, I, I mean, it's classified as a doomsday cult, la, which I understand is that they are very fixated on, on doomsday, la, the day then when, you know, judgment day will come and they will be brought to heaven. So there's this, um, probably within the cult, there's this uh, quite unhealthy obsession with like the end times and, you know, ex- trying to expedite it or trying to prepare yourself for it. La. And that's why I think a lot of doomsday cults uh, get, I mean, obviously get a very bad name because there have been, you know, mass suicides and things like that because they are so obsessed with like, you know, the afterlife and getting there and and they're, they're, they're not enjoying the time on earth, uh, basically. So so that, that's, uh, that's like one big danger about these so-called doomsday cults. Uh. Yeah, so, I mean, they, okay, they are, they are labeled as apocalyptic. Mm. So, I guess that means they be- believe that the world is going to fucking just de- be destroyed in an apocalypse. They are yeah. mis- messianic yeah. in character. Yeah. So, that means they, yeah, they have one very charismatic messiah, like a mm. savior. And they have been described as a doomsday cult. Yeah. Right? Um, but then, I was just thinking that I tried looking up and I, and I think the most harmful thing they do is they are very aggressive in recruiting members. Mm. Like apparently they will go to congregations of other churches yeah. and then invite these people to like Bible study and all mm. that on the pretext of kind of getting them into the group. Yeah. Right? So they are, very, they are very militant about it. Mm. But the more I read it and honestly, one thought did cross my mind is that how is this different from a lot of the other churches out there? I know, I know. That's why I think it's a... I, I, that's a le- very legitimate question. Uh, I'm not... I'm Okay, I'm not a, you know, a Christian or anything myself or what lah. But I would yeah, say... Neither am I. Yeah, neither are we. But we, we know people who are and, and we know... We've talked to a lot of, uh, you know, pastors and all that in the in the, in our work as well, lah, right? And and one thing yeah. is like... Yeah, lah, what, what I was saying about... Um, so-called doomsday cults. Uh. I mean, their fixation on the end times is is really what makes them that dangerous. Uh. In the sense that there is almost like this, they don't care about, they don't care a lot about what happens on earth and, 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 and your time on earth and, you know, whether you love people or you are doing good for people or what, it doesn't matter. All that matters is what you're storing up for the afterlife. You know, like, making it to congregation even though you're probably coughing and dying of COVID-19, for example. Yeah. This kind of yeah. illogical things are and endangering other human beings on earth in the process because of your behavior. So the mm. fixation with the end of times is a, is a classic thing. It's, it's, it's a classic thing about doomsday cults that makes them so scary and so, you uh, know, it's just, um, you know, the people who are in it appear to be a lot you know, possessed by a certain fervor that I, I, you, you probably don't feel as much in like when you go to a what what you call a normal church, mm, mm. So, yeah. so I guess the con- I also must give a context that I was born a Hindu. Yep, uh, yep. I'm not the most religious person. Uh, I still don't eat beef and I'm vegetarian every Tuesday because I know it means the world to my mom yeah. uh, and also gives me some some wiggle room to do all this other stupid shit in my life that she won't uh, uh, give me shit for. Um, so. So, and I am admittedly kind of very cynical of organized religion. So, whatever I'm going to say now, you take it with a pinch of salt and know that it's a tainted perspective. La. But mm. then, I was thinking, okay, so when I was looking up, uh, the, the things that this church has done that I guess is universally wrong is that apparently there have been uh, th- a few, like 1,500 cases of coercive conversion mm. um, where they are, they are very aggressive in converting people. La. 
And yeah. I think it tends to skew towards young women. So, and I think it's one of those those groups where leaving the church uh, is very difficult and they encourage you to, to dissociate from your family and all that, right? So they are doing things that are, I guess, universally seen as undesirable, right? Yeah. It, it, it puts, it widens the crack in the social fabric, you know? Mm. But the, the same thing keeps on coming to me is that it feels like, it feels like, okay, the there are organized religions out there that are doing mm. fucking horrible shit, right? Yeah. That have yeah. cases of horrible shit of like sexual harassment, sexual abuse. But is it just that, that because those religions have been around for so long, mm. this is almost, okay, so you imagine in the world of religions, right? You yeah. have your Netflix equivalent, you have your yeah. Disney, and yeah. here are these little startups trying to, to start, mm. la, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, what is a startup? It's one guy with a vision, right? Mm. He might be delusional, but he's a visionary. La. And yeah. if you're starting up, you want to compete against the big boys, you are going to have a very fervent following, but whether you can topple the big boys is not. La. And the big boys will always want to kick you out la, or keep you yeah. down, right? So to me, I'm just looking at it, I'm like, yeah, like every church, if you even look in Singapore, City Harvest, mm-hmm. there's a very charismatic leader. Uh, yeah. They have been known to be very aggressive, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying they're a cult. I'm yeah. not saying they're a doomsday cult. Um, but they've also had people who have broken the law. Correct, uh, correct. I guess they haven't physically hurt anyone, but I just feel like, hmm, this feels a, a little, it's not It's not just, is it a level playing field the way they are evaluating these sort of groups or am I totally missing it? I mean, am I? I mean, beyond just the Shinjonji, right? Like, uh, you can look at certain cults, like, or classify as cults, uh, say, Jehovah's yeah. Witness, for example, right? Jehovah's mm. Witness also an offshoot of the Christian church and everything. Um, they have a lot of uh, teachings. They are not only counter to counter to uh, you know fam- the family unit, for example. So like Jehovah's Witness, for example, you can't you can't celebrate you know birthdays. You can't celebrate Christmas. You can't celebrate like uh, any pagan kind of festivals. So that means, yeah, la, birthday, like your grandfather's 80th birthday, you can't be there for that kind of thing. La. Mm. So, so that is, yeah. is very almost anti-social, la, anti-family unit. Everything like but beyond that, they even go f- a step further where it's against the their teachings to take up arms. It's against their teaching mm. to salute a flag, for example. So that means mm. their members don't go to, they don't cannot do national service. Yeah. And cannot you know carry weapons? Cannot cannot drink coffee? I think or something like that, lah. So so yeah. So it it runs counter to what it means to be part of a country or a state as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so it in that sense, it, it you're, you're, uh, you're being taught to break the law, lah. In in essence, even mm. though you live in Singapore, so so there is almost you can almost say that there's some direct harm there where where you know when. A, when a religious teaching is teaches you to you know rise up against above the law above the yeah above the state above the law, in Shinjongji's uh, case maybe you don't see that as much but I'm sure there's still other things that also they do that probably run counter to whatever you know the government or society wants you to do as well right like mm. like like stay indoors I mean, like yeah. stay indoors when you're when you're sick right yeah exactly so so that's where I guess it 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 definitely breaks laws like, or it encourages you to break the law. Like. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and I know, yeah, just looking up whatever is in front of me, they are very aggressive in how they enforce their policies. Mm. They make people compete against each other. You can't miss a, a, a mass or a mm. service and all. But then it just feels like, again, the same can be said about a lot of other more established religions out there. Mm. It's almost like in the world of YouTube subscribers, right? Yeah. Your church, your Catholic church, your this one, they're like in the millions of subscribers. Uh. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like you can't you can't you can't push them away. Uh and they have so much fucking weight, right? Yeah. Like if you look at the biggest YouTubers, they can influence the policy of YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. If PewDiePie says, you know, fuck you, YouTube, blah blah, they will have to listen, right? Yeah. But if you are some YouTuber with two hundred thousand subscribers, you go to YouTube and be like, hey, fuck off, lah, okay? So yeah. it just feels like, yeah, this is just because there are obviously cults and groups out there that kind of encourage harm, you know, like the yeah. those those mass suicides and all like that. that is fucking terrible. Mm. But this one, I might be missing a whole bunch of facts out there. So if yeah. you're listening and thinking, what the hell am I saying? Please enlighten me in our subreddit, Instagram DM. But everything I found online, um, I guess because this is not one of those more well known 
cults. Yeah. There hasn't been a Netflix documentary about it or anything. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just feels like, hmm, okay, this is a church with a few hundred thousand people mm. um, and they do some very aggressive stuff. Yeah. But are they, are they really a cult cult? No, I mean, really? but, but that's what I've been trying to get at for... That there's a whole spectrum to it as well, right? Remember we spoke to yeah. we spoke to the Pastor Miyak from the Free Community Church. Even within the legal uh, so called legal churches in Singapore, there's a spectrum of how what they believe and how mm, extreme. What they, they believe. Are. So yeah. uh to 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 you know, I think that you can at some point draw a line and say once you cross over into, you know That's not good. La. Yeah, being yeah. against the state or being against state policies and things like that. There is a chance uh, that it's a, uh, is 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 not good lah, right? Mm, mm. Yeah. So mm. it's to me, it's like uh, it's just something that that you can actually, the state especially probably can draw a line for themselves what is good and what's not good. Like you know, go, not doing national service is obviously not good for the country, and if your yeah. your religion allows national service, then okay lah, you know. Yeah, I guess. And and I mean I know this year when there was an outbreak there was a fucking petition with one point there was signed by one point three million South Koreans mm-hmm. um requesting the government to disband the Shinjiongi entirely like, because that was mm-hmm. a very clear uh, they clearly negatively impacted the health of the nation like. yeah yeah so that is one of those things that yeah okay like, like um it's that is definitely don't you can't in some way what you're saying is the it's true like, they put their religion they're following above the state's law right so that is a clearly a clearly a no goal but then it, it, when I was reading this article also I was thinking but I mean you know how the fuck this one guy he's he's kind of he sounds like a, a delusional guy um, and it just feels like if anyone comes up to you and tells you the story that he's the only one who can decipher the bible like how how would people believe that? And then I was thinking, but then, but then, um, and I don't think we have spoken about this on the podcast, as the research we were doing uh, for our show about terrorists, we did do a lot of research on cults and and what sort of, what is the dynamics that causes one guy with a vision or some sort of belief to get a following? Uh? And we did uncover something that has actually roots in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and like whenever I mention this to people, uh, I mean, I was mind blown when I heard about this. Um, and and I'm I'm hoping that this blows your mind also. Uh, but you may have heard about this this one guy called or known as Comrade Bala. And I know I've spoken a lot to you, uh, uh Terence, about it. But but what, what what do you recall from what I told you? Just to test whether you actually pay attention to whatever the fuck I say, la. He instantly became one of your man crushes after you you learned about fuck him. Fuck you, la. <laughs> don't don't put him on the same pedestal as Joe Rogan or Donald Glover or Larry David, okay? No, no, no. No, but he does share one thing in common with both of us. He <laughs> in the sense, okay, so this guy, his name is Comrade Bala. Okay, his real name yeah. is Aravindan Balakrishnan. Yeah. Okay. He was born in Kerala. Uh, and I think he was born in the 40s or 50s and he actually came to Singapore. Okay? Yeah. He came to Singapore. His father was a soldier. He came to Singapore when he was 10 and he went to RI. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, I mean, you don't know what, what uh, if you're listening, you might not have any idea what the fuck he ended up doing but yeah, he went to RI. He went to NU, uh, the University of Singapore as it was called then mm. but in the, in like 60s, 70s, 80s, he kind of like started getting angry towards um how, how, the Singaporeans were were being treated, uh, how the Singaporeans were treated during the Malayan emergency, la, mm. which was something that happened in 19, 1948 to 1960. Um, and then he started kind of like uh, believing that the UK was a fascist state mm. and he started uh, talking about Chairman Mao and all that. And then he got into trouble uh, and then he <coughs> went to the UK to study at the London School of Economics on a British Council Scholarship and over 30 years, he started a fucking, he started a social, socialist movement first. He was an activist, but then that descended into a cult uh, where he basically had 13 women, uh, which went down to four women under his control for 30 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he ended up having sexual relations with, uh, I think four of them. And he actually had a kid within his house, the confines of his house, and she had not stepped out of the house for 30 years until a few years ago. And finally, his case came to light. In 2014, he was tried. And in 2016, he was sentenced to 20, 
three <gasps> years in jail. But why it's fucking ridiculous, it's crazy is because he spent time in Singapore. So, mm. so I guess anyone, anyone out there who might be thinking, ah, you know, cults can never happen in Singapore. Yeah, I never knew about this guy until we started doing research and I'm guessing it's not something that you'll be taught in schools lah, because who wants people to think, that, oh shit, people can actually start a cult in Singapore yeah. or people can actually grow up in Singapore and end up starting a cult lah. Uh, but one interesting thing I, I I was looking at is that this um this Shinjonji cult right they were operating under the guise of a uh, a lot of um quite like basically marketing consultancy companies la, like private limiteds oh, yeah. <laughs> so with with very innocuous names like Sarpis private limited yeah uh, and then heavenly. World Kings, Peace, yeah. World Kings Peace. Avenue, yeah, Kings Avenue, and then I think the the one that probably stood out was like I think Heavenly Culture and World Peace, uh, organization or something like that, and then it just made me it reminded me of the mantra like I mean not the mantra but I remember we were talking about like wait like when you have to put something like World Peace in your name right it obviously means you yeah it sounds like more like you're some, up to something. Uh, you're oh, not, not up yeah, to anything right. good. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Honest B <laughs> having B. to put honors in his name. And then it turns out, okay, what happened? What what happened to Honest B and everything? Wasn't wasn't that honest, lah, you know? So it's just no, like yeah, what, same thing here. Well why why did they have to start this? Start what, those sorry? entities? Why did they have to start those entities? No, I think the, the main idea is that you set up a private limiter and then you just call it a marketing consultancy, then you operate out of uh, an office that actually is looks like you you do marketing. You know those those kind of like you teach courses or, or marketing services. Yeah, one or whatever. of them was doing corporate training. Yeah, corporate so they call it training. corporate training. But actually what you're doing is running a church, uh, and then it's a very different thing, uh, you know. But but it allows you to very easily get commercial real estate to operate a church out of. Uh. Yeah, because you provide corporate training, yeah. Literally yeah. you 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 set up a they set up a sole proprietorship in Singapore called King's Avenue and they were described to be providing corporate training, motivational courses and personal development workshops. And I mean, yeah. we've been in the vicinity of one of this. Yeah. Uh yeah. you know what I'm talking about, right? Where right. during the day they function, you get people in and out, but on certain nights, on certain weeks, it sounds like there's something going on in there that um doesn't really sound like corporate training la, or motivational courses. La. Yeah, correct. And correct. it is freaky as fuck. Yeah, you know. That's why it's it's uh it's a, I mean you just have to be very careful, la, whatever you choose to whatever uh, organization you choose to, you know, sign up with or what. It's 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 uh yeah. it's, it's worth being careful oh, damn. about it. So uh <laughs> we reason why I'm stalling is because we are recording the podcast from the confines of our own room. Uh, and yeah, Terrence just dropped off. I'm and back. now he's back. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> he's yeah. back. Were you was, talking? Were you talking when you dropped off? I Yeah, I was just saying you just got to be careful uh, whatever organization, marketing organization or what that you sign up with or put your money with. Because you don't know if you're, you, you might actually, actually be, you're actually being recruited for some cult. Uh, it's possible. Uh, it's entirely possible. No, but so, but, but, I would even say if you dig deeper, right, and this is something that we have advised the government, uh, not say government, the, the agencies that we had been working with for certain counter-violent extremist content, which ultimately laid the context for us uh, to think of the idea about the show. It's, I mean, the fact is there are people joining these cults, right? Um, and I would assume that most of them are just regular people who don't have an evil bone in their body um, but the fact that they still join to me means that there's something deeper that I would I would I I think it would be good for people to think about like what makes these people do that like and you can see it everywhere right the fact that you have I'm sure everyone listening has at least one or two family members who believe in these conspiracy theories with regards to COVID or the second coming of Jesus Christ or the end of the world yeah. I think people are looking for answers like and people who are looking for answers they tend to have questions. And people who have questions, uh, I think the bigger question is why they have questions. What would make them join a cult like this? Because I guess that that is also kind of like when I when I read this, uh, I just feel like okay, um, not to not to condone their activities and all, but there's so much underneath it to unpack, yeah. And I don't know who the fuck would unpack it. I don't think Shamugam would unpack it. Um, but it just it just struck me like that. Yeah, for anything to get two hundred fifty thousand followers, 
Mm. Fuck, I mean, even for us, we make funny videos. We generally, I hope, make people smile. We yeah. haven't reached 250,000 followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> of course, that, the guys are doing it for a fucking long time. But I said also don't don't um yeah cannot we cannot underestimate the the power of what what we're talking about congregating uh, you know there is something in like just coming together as a group with a whole like minded yeah. group of people every day and just sort yeah. of uh, you know just partaking in whatever singing and dancing whatever it is they do together that has a very strong effect uh. it's almost like being part yeah, of the, it does. Uh, it's like being part of the military uh, and then you know going through military drills and all that together yeah. yeah. And as much as people shit on going through NS, yeah. I'm guessing that most Singaporean men would have very fond memories of certain things where you're going through stuff with a bunch of other people mm-hmm. and you just have a collective shared memory, like collective yeah. shared experience, which is super fucking powerful. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah exactly. It's why people join like CrossFit or like F, I want to say, yeah, exercise movements because exercise. there's something about doing something together. Yeah, you know? suffering together, exactly. Suffering together, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. suffering together so it's quite a yeah la, cults can be very seductive and then yeah la, when you put a very charismatic person at the top especially it's you know it's it, it makes it even easier for people to just fall under the spell la. yeah mm. I mean like uh, yeah like uh, people like I mean I think it's one of those things that is very easy especially now in this day and age to kind of I'm going to use a word that you mentioned today Terrence deify yes to deify to deify someone on social media or especially yes. now more than ever. La, yeah. Right? If you if you look at this um this, this cult started I mean this this church started by this one guy. It's very if people kind of start talking like, oh shit, he's the only one who can uh decipher the Bible. Yeah. These kind of things kind of spread and just feels like yeah, it's it's easy it's easier than ever to verify someone's credibility true, but it's also mm. easier than ever to build someone in into like this larger than life kind of personality. La. But yeah. it also did cross my mind, right? Can you imagine if this guy is really right? Mm. Like he's just sitting there, he's like, guys. And now he I think he's in he's in jail. Yeah. Uh he's yeah. on bail. I think he's trying to appeal uh to be released because of declining health. Yep, yep, which yep. is a bit ironic because according to his followers, he's gonna live forever. Yeah. Because he's like ninety now. Yeah. What if he's what if he's right? Uh? What if he's just sitting in his cell thinking, look at these fucking humans? Yeah. You know, I really am the 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 reincarnation of Christ, but no one fucking believes me. You know what more do I have to do? Yeah. What more? And then, uh, then his marketing. He should fire his marketing person, no? if Yeah. He, uh, if he's really, if he really is is like all he says he is, then yeah. he should have more than three hundred thousand followers already, lah. <laughs> to be yeah, honest. Yeah. He's probably he's probably think, no, he's probably thinking like the people in Singapore who set up Spazzy yeah. Private Limited. Like, what kind of fucking name is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or like Kings Avenue. Like, can you think of something sexier? Okay, like Kings Avenue sounds a bit like some high class, high class Robinsons kind of store, you know. <laughs> Robinsons, you mean the company that doesn't exist anymore? And it's not paying the, not paying the yeah. consignees. Oh well. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, yeah, we we've we know we've just barely scratched the surface of this. And if anyone out there is uh, listening and very religious, mm. and we know some of our listeners are very religious, because when we did those episodes about uh, LGBT and the church, there were there was quite a fervent discussion on that Reddit thread. Yeah. So, so if you guys have any thoughts on this, like genuinely, I would fucking love to know what you guys make of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, because to me, yeah, it just feels, hmm, okay. There's a, it's not really, it's not really that, that black and white. La. Yeah, a, a little, whole bunch of grey. A little peek uh. into the underbelly of Singapore, right? Like where foreign, you know, religion, religious influences have, uh, you know, have, Slowly, like, uh, built their networks in the underground, uh, under spazzy, yeah. spazzy private limited. And <laughs> funny names <laughs> which makes like me that. think also, which, which, which is the newest religion, uh, like the religion that was incorporated the most recent, because uh, it feels like to be a legit religion, you have to be like created like two thousand years ago. Uh. I guess Mormonism is it? No, Mormonism I, is fairly new, right? I was gonna say bubble tea, uh. bubble tea is like the, it's like a new religion at uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> or humanism, uh, humanism. Oh yeah, like, I, I, it's hard to classify as a religion, right? Humanism. Oh wait, okay. Yeah. I just Google the newest religion, and apparently in 2012 there was this file sharing religion called Copimism. What the oh, fuck? Okay, okay. Fuck well, it. This feels like a, an onion article or something. Hole. Yeah, yeah. I'm going into a wormhole. Uh. Yeah. But yes, there but, was a, there was, yeah, there was can, that on that religion. But speaking of. Uh, 
something with a lot of followers that we we can get excited about. What what is the next topic? It's the latest tie up uh between STB and Pokemon Go. So I don't know why you say it's something we can get excited about. Are you genuinely uh, excited by Pokemon Go? Uh, not me, but I know a lot of people are. Uh, I literally was asking someone that day who who used to play Pokemon Go, like, who actually still plays that game? And uh, and they 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 remind me that sometimes around when you go around, like we walk around during lunch, right? You still see groups of people congregating in certain areas, certain walkways, certain certain alleys around like office buildings. And and they're all swiping on their phones. That they're, they're actually playing Pokemon Go. So there are actually yeah. still people who are playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, I just saw one like two weeks ago when I was waiting for food at a hawker center. Yeah. So while she was waiting, she had two phones, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Uh, she was like an auntie, and I was like, "Oh, two phones." Hmm. Okay. Cool. And then yeah. both of them were fucking swiping Pokemon Go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So I mean, I think it's a smart move by STB because um, do we need to explain the mechanics of Pokemon Go? Uh no, I think it's well. I think it's well known enough, right? Yeah, I guess like You just walk around and you swipe on these augmented reality creatures, yeah, like, yeah, 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 right? Correct. So I think I think it's it's a smart move by STB, but um, I don't know. Like, okay, have you have you partaked, partaken, partook in any local holidays? I guess because you just had your kids, so no lah, right? No, no, I haven't. But yeah, this is all part of Singapore Rediscovers campaign lah, which is the Singapore day lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get Singaporeans to you know spend a bit more in your backyard and explore your backyard a little bit lah. But mm, yeah, so. So I guess the, the how STB is working with Pokemon Go is that they have set up new locations like po- mm. Poke Stops and Gyms. Yeah. Right. Uh around these these retailers, like which I think is is kinda smart, but yeah. I don't know, Sia. You think you think it'll have take up? Yeah, I think actually I've seen a very big uptick in, you know, uh friends and, and other people who have started to go hiking, you know, uh whether it's the the coast to coast trail or the you know the Jurassic Trail, or they've they started to go and visit the zoo and things like that. And then these are not people that would typically uh, go to these places. Uh. so there is there seems to be a little bit more interest in actually exploring the backyard, your backyard a little bit. So I mean, if Pokemon Go adds another augmented layer to it, it's not a bad thing. And I guess yeah, that's where because STB I'm guessing they're not spending on a lot of things they maybe normally spend. Uh, so for them, if we can push the needle a little bit, why not, lah? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. It's it's like you know when SIA launched that. I mean, part of my mind was like, who the hell will buy this? But then I realized, okay, like uh, I do a lot of stupid things that other people won't do. So mm. other people also do things that I won't do, lah. So so that's where I guess I can imagine this picking up a little bit. But uh, I must say that tourism, Singapore tourism board, actually. Yeah, like they have been adapting, like, right? Yeah, yeah. You have to pull this out This is in no way on. a sponsored post by STB, even <laughs> though we are giving them rave reviews. Yeah, Not yeah, say yeah. rave reviews, just giving positive reviews. I think you 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 can give credit where it's due. And and I mean, recently also there was that 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 heartwarming moment between Malaysian tourism and Singapore tourism. Mm, I think. Do you, think do Malaysia, you see it? Do you yeah, see did, it organically? I, uh, I mean, someone shared it on Facebook, so I saw it. Yeah, but I mean yeah. the the but before that also was just the, um I mean, Pokemon Go right now is is, is just one avenue like There's still a lot of other ways that they that they could do it like. I mean like 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 I was I think I shared before about the the ring fit for the Nintendo Switch. You know, like being able mm. to exercise at home while 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 I feel like I'm playing a game and running through the you know like stand chart marathon. I think this year they're doing it. There's a there's a augmented reality element to it, where you mm. can I think you sign up on an app or something like that, and then it as you run on your treadmill, it shows where you are where you are where you would be if you were running on the actual Stanchard Marathon Trail itself. You know what I mean? Oh shit! So you can actually do that the Stanchard Marathon, you know, in your gym or in your home if you have a treadmill, and you just yeah you just hook up and tell the tell that thing how long you've been running ah. And then it'll show you as you're running through the trail. It'll show it'll show what you're su- supposed to be seeing as you're running through the stand chart marathon trail. Oh, so it's pretty cool, right? That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that so, is cool. Yeah, I mean, there's you've you've run the marathon and all that. I mean, a big part of it is like the what you see along the way, right? Yeah, yeah, what you see. But 
I guess the one thing that will be missed here is unfortunately the fact that you're running with like 50,000 other people uh, which to <laughs> me is one of the only draws of the marathon. Uh. Like, <laughs> right? This one, I mean, it's kind of cool and I mean, again, like to anyone who's trying to do something different and innovating, yeah, hats off to you, man. Yeah. Because the standard chatter mar- marathon has been going on for how many fucking years, man? Yeah. And it is a, it's such a strong brand uh, and they get what, 80,000 people a year and now that's going to be hit I'm I'm guessing because it's a standard charter marathon. Uh, I'm guessing as a bank, uh, they haven't been hit as as badly as other retail or tourism things. But it's still like, whoa, fuck! It's it's a big dent, lah. Yeah, but, yeah. But but yeah, are you have you have you ever done the STB marathon? Uh, maybe maybe I'll do this virtual one, lah. But I'll ch- I'll, I'll probably just like <laughs> sit on a, in my e scooter or something like that on the treadmill. Yeah. yeah, just just to experience, but, just to imagine what it look it would look like if I was running. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like, uh, yeah, STB, you do you, man. I mean, and and just now you're talking about going back to what you're talking about tourism Malaysia. What are they saying to yeah. to Singapore? Um, because two weeks ago, uh, there was a viral ad by Burger King. Uh, that Burger King UK like, on November 2nd, 2020 and they tweeted something where the caption was we know we never thought we'd be saying this either and then uh, there was a picture post where they were basically encouraging their their fans, their followers to uh, order from McDonald's. Like. That was the mm-hmm. big header. Like. And the gist of the message was like, okay, you know, as much as we love for you to order from us, people in the fast food industry need our help more than ever. So if you want to enjoy a meal, go ahead and order. Uh, ordering a Whopper would be great, uh, but a Big Mac is also not such a bad thing, like, which which got a fuckload of love. I think it was got like 170,000 likes on Twitter. It got retweeted a bunch of times. And it was just one of those things that, okay, like, there's a, this, this, there's a lot of these eateries, fast food chains have been fucking gutted by COVID. And it's just a nice show of solidarity. Like. So Malaysia, tourism, Malaysia, they posted something in a similar vein, uh, just saying, take a Singapore holiday. Uh, just like Burger King, we never thought they'd be promoting to a, a Big Mac. We thought we'd never be asking you to do this. But they encourage Singaporeans to just enjoy Singapore and and enjoy Sentosa as well. Like, because it's just an, it's like, it's, it's an island just like Langkawi or Redang. Like. And then there was some love from STB to Tourism Malaysia. So it just felt like, yeah, I mean, that's one of those moments where you go like, huh, okay, that's, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, and... And tourism has been fucking massacred as well. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's a. Uh, I guess, I guess, like, uh, you can't, you really can't fault anyone for trying something different these days, lah. Yeah, I only respect, yeah. like, like for example, I only respect Zook for, you know, becoming a opening up as a cycling thing in the morning and then the evening, like they're showing movies with alcohol, and then or sometimes they're doing other themed uh dinner nights and stuff like that, lah. You know, you, you gotta yeah. do what you need to survive. Uh. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah. And yeah, so so I mean, it's easy to shit on all this, but but yeah, you gotta respect that, man. Um, and I don't know, like the, I know I know now there's that talk of that that pilot thing with like a hundred different clubs or something for phase three, right? Oh I yeah, know yeah, certain yeah, KTVs right. are pivoting. <laughs> certain yeah. KTV launches are pivoting. We don't know what, yeah. Yeah, yeah we we'll, we'll find out more details shortly, lah. But right now. Yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds like yeah the pilot program is is coming soon, but it doesn't sound like it's super like like it doesn't sound like you're gonna go back to the good old days again, lah. Not that soon, Yeah, least. man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. But uh, but, spe- cool. but speaking of uh, shock things, shitting on things. I was gonna say shitting yeah. on things. <laughs> what is what your is one shock thing of the week? Uh well, how about you go first? <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, yeah, it's, it's 2020 has been a really rough year, but one of the things I always enjoy every year is a good holiday movie. La. You know, just like the mm. good old days. Uh, I think a few years back, it was like The Greatest Showman was a very fun holiday movie. Um, I think last year, the Netflix holiday movie was 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 pretty, um, you know, it was kind of wasn't that 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 it was it's not a critical hit or anything like, but it had some funny moments and it start like you know people from uh, like the actors from Sabrina the teenage witch the 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 fat dude from Sp- the Spider-Man series 
You know, so mm. it's just it was just a nice heartwarming story. And then I think this year there was Holiday. Huh? Holiday. Have you heard about it? The uh yes, Holiday. the one with uh, Elizabeth, what's her name? Uh, yeah, I believe I believe it's it's a it's a it's a Netflix. It seems to be the Netflix holiday movie. I'm not sure if yeah, it's meant to be the one that Emma you, Roberts. Emma Roberts. Uh, Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Why, 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 what do you hear about it actually? Um, uh, I just saw a trailer. I think yeah. when I was uh perusing Netflix or on YouTube. Uh, yeah. And honestly, I thought, okay, like, I've tried watching these sort of movies on Netflix before and I was disappointed. So I wasn't even planning to give this a shot. But are you recommending yeah. I do? Yeah, I mean, given the year that we're in, you know, the fact that we're not even, we're not even sure if we can co- congregate for, for Christmas or, you know, or the December holidays or anything like that, right? So yeah. just to, you know, just to help yourself get by these quieter, you know, quieter festive periods. It might be worth just checking out Holiday. Huh? I mean, it's not the it wasn't the best movie in the world, but it just hit all the, the those notes that you needed, like in terms of a holiday movie. You know, like lonely, two good looking lonely leads, uh, both dateless for Christmas, and you know how how their relationship, how the budding relationship grows from there. And and I mean the plot is as predictable as it gets from there. But uh just because it's COVID it's a COVID year and it's twenty twenty and Donald Trump still refuses to abdicate the throne, you know, uh we we could do with some good old holiday movies. La. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. So but is it something that I mean definitely you watch this with your wife? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Watch it with her we watch it with her loved one. La. Switch on the aircon and pretend you're like in in winter in, in Utah or something and watch it. La. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Emma Roberts from the movie Nerve, which was pretty cool. Uh. Oh, it's about the that's her. Future. Yeah, yeah, that's her. That's her. Yeah, she's quite. She's quite a likable. Uh, yeah, yeah. likable character. She's cute. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. cute. Yeah, and oh. and Nerve was a really good film. It's yeah, like this future yeah, yeah. where you can. It's yeah, social media to the next level. Uh, social media to the next level. I see. I see. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So what's your and, one shock uh, thing? My one show thing, I don't think I've mentioned this on this podcast. Have I mentioned bad lip reading before on this podcast? I know I've told you a lot about it. I don't think so, right? Oh, uh, I think you've brought up one of the videos before. La, when it oh, was, is it? Am I it came out it's, the it's too long yeah. ago. Fuck it, yeah. Fuck yeah, it. See, yeah. that, was, that was a moderate shit on my one show <laughs> thing. It's like the shit is peaking out already, but you just uh, sucked it back in. La. No, so, it's just that bad lip reading. reading. I, to me, bad lip reading is like... It's like recommending it for people to hey you should watch NDP. Is this is this awesome parade that happens every year on August 9th? That how know, is all it? Singaporeans how is it like about. NDP? It's just how is it like NDP? Almost That's everyone nonsense. knows has has watched bad lip reading. Some, no, no, no. Okay, point. no. Okay, so so if you're listening and you haven't heard of bad lip reading, and after this you go <laughs> and watch it, and your life is changed forever, please please message me so I can show Terence that he's totally wrong. <laughs> Okay, you, I haven't even explained what the fuck Badly Breeding is. Yeah, yeah, so okay, Badly Breeding yeah, yeah. is this awesome YouTube channel that was started by this guy who realized he had an uncanny ability of reading people's lips incorrectly. Uh, and he just took this, started this whole channel where he would take very popular seg- segments from very popular shows. It could be NFL, it could be USC. And most recently, he did one for the latest presidential debate between Biden and Trump. And we know that that now there has been a president who is going to be incoming. Um, but uh, it was just a nice respite from the craziness of US politics like where he cut together like a 10-minute clip um, and overlaid his own, uh, what, what he, like magically uh, lines that match the lips, lip movements of Donald Trump and, and Biden but are totally ridiculous fictional lines. Like. It's, it's actually an amazing uh, skill that he has. And... It sounds like it could be very poorly done, but just go watch it if you haven't, and I'm sure some of you haven't. Uh, and if you haven't, and you watch it, and you think it's fucking awesome, please, once again, just message us somewhere so I can show Terrence that he's absolutely wrong. Yeah, okay. Hey, I got a message from 2014. They want a little interesting recommendation, the factoid about that lip reading back, you know. They're Yo, like, I got done. a message uh, from 2012 telling me that in 2020, Terrence is going to bring up... Uh, joke 
mechanic that is so fucking outdated that it's so sad. It's so sad that you brought out the mechanic. Who the hell says that? It's anymore? not outdated. It, no. was, it is. It's it's a it classic. Is. It's a classic. Even in, in no. like the 70s in movies, they were using no. it. And up to today, people are still <laughs> using it. It's a classic. No, I will I will, I will. admit that uh, my one-shot thing was something that I was scrambling for uh, and yeah. stalling when you brought it up. I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have a one-shot thing this week. So, badly breeding is like a mainstay. Uh, but still, for you to say 2014 called, like that is also, that is more outdated uh, than badly breeding. Okay, that itself is more outdated. I think I put in more, I put, I put in more effort into that, into that 2014 reference than you did in finding a one shock thing this week. <laughs> 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 Next week, Harish I... is going to recommend you to watch this awesome <laughs> vlog by this YouTuber called Casey Neistat. This is, that'll be his yes, next one yes. shock thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> And you know what? I just realized. I just realized that we did. We started this podcast on one day, and we are now ending it on the next day. Oh, okay. That means yeah, it's a cross, it's a cross cross day, uh, uh, episode Yeah. You, I'm just trying to find a small win. Okay. Okay. Can okay, you just partake in the enthusiasm? <laughs> I am. I am enthusiastic. Piece of I, shit. I have high I standards just for waiting, one things. Waiting to end this, uh, and and just yeah I don't know what I the have, hell are you going to do after this? I have very high standards on one show things. They bring joy to people, to our listeners' lives. They bring joy to listeners' lives. Hey, has anyone has anyone tagged you on Facebook saying, yo, I just heard this on your podcast, I listened to it and it's fucking dope. Has anyone? Yeah, huh? yeah. A, lot, a lot of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> mine, nonsense. Mine, like, just last week. Last week, people tagged me, they're like, yo, I just heard this on Harish's podcast. It's fucking dope, man. Okay. All right. We'll <laughs> let you. We'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. Since we're yeah. already in a, on a new day, uh, we'll save that yeah. shitting for. Okay, so time. how about how about you guys out there? You guys just go watch Holiday and just go watch Badly Reading <laughs> and tell us, you know, just which which brought more joy to you, okay? Because I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not about who which brought more joy. It's which one you haven't heard of. Which one you haven't tried or even seen yeah, anything from before. That's what I want. Okay, to know. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious also because I think more people have seen the Holiday trailer than Badly Reading. Okay, okay. That's, that's my assumption. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that's interesting yeah. to find out. Have you watched Holiday okay. or have <laughs> you watched a bad lip reading? Have you watched a bad lip reading video before that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool. Till the next episode. Adios. Peace.